Section 9 of Lives of the Presidents of the United States In Words of One Syllable This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by John Brandon Lives of the Presidents of the United States In Words of One Syllable by Helen W. Pearson. Chapter 9 William Henry Harrison and John Tyler, 1841 to 1845. Harrison, our ninth president, was born in Virginia in 1773. He was the son of a good and learned man who gave his boy all the chance to go to school and learn that he could wish. Harrison was fond of books when but a child in years and was more apt than most of his age to learn his tasks. He was quite a youth when he got through school and took up arms in the Indian War. But he had a man's heart in his breast that bade him go forth and fight for his home and the good cause of his land. He showed so much pluck in this war that he was soon placed at the head of some troops, where he still kept his name up as a brave man. When he had had six years of war, he gave up his place to rest at home for a while. But he was soon asked by some of the states to take his seat in Congress. He had made governor of Indiana for three terms. So much was he liked by those who lived in the state. He made peace with the Indians for a time, and when they went on the warpath once more, he put them to rout at Tippecanoe. For his brave work in this fight, he was made general, and in our fight with the British, at the Thames, he gained the best of them. Tecumseh, the chief of the Indians, whom Harrison whipped at Tippecanoe, was the most able red man of his time. If he had been brought up in our days and had our chance at school, he would have been a very great man. He was very brave, too. One time he was asked to call on Harrison and talk of the war and what should be done. Harrison sat on a chair with all his aides round him, and Tecumseh saw there had been no place fixed for him. He showed he did not like this, and one of the aides brought in a chair and said, Your father asks you to sit by his side. Tecumseh drew his wrap round him and said, the great spirit is my father, and I will repose on the bosom of my mother, and sat down on the ground. Harrison ran in 1836 for president, but did not get the most votes. Four years from that time, he was named once more for the place, and this time won by a great vote but he did not live long to reap the fruit of his hard work in the cause of his land. 
he took his seat as the head of our states on march fourth eighteen forty one and just one month from that time he died john tyler who had been his vice-president was then sworn in and took the chair john tyler the tenth president of the united states was the son of the governor of virginia in which state he was born in 1790 when through with school he took up law and was soon sent to congress where he stayed for five years and was then made the head of his own state he was made vice president with harrison and then president he had not been long in his seat ere a strife broke out in rhode island it seems by the old laws no one who did not hold land could vote and as this was not thought fair to all they wished to have it changed there was a split as to how this should be done one side was led by a man named king and called themselves the law and order party the rest had thomas door as their head and both sides made up their minds to have their own way and form laws of their own king's men tried to put down those led by door but they would not have it and sought to seize the fort where the state arms were held the troops were sent out to put a stop to this and door had to flee for his life from the state in a few months he was caught and put in jail for life but he was soon freed and let go once more tyler had scarce got through and put down the strife ere more broke out in the state of missouri smith the mormon with many more of his own kind took up a vast tract of land in this state as their home and those who lived there sought to drive them out our troops were sent out and at last mormons were sent out of the state and made their home in illinois but it was not long ere they were mixed up in some kind of strife as they had gone through and at last they had to flee out in the wilds of the far west they are now at salt lake city the war broke out this year in texas for a long time none of our folks had built their homes there since it was owned by mexico but this year hosts flocked there from other states and made up their minds to stay if they had to fight for it the texans fought with the mexicans at gonzales in this year and though they were but half as large a force as the foe they soon put them to rout in eighteen thirty six a texan fort known by the name of the alamo was won by the mexicans and all in its walls were killed in cold blood the great fight at jacinto the next month in which the texans won gave them the state in their own lands 
they now asked that their state should be made one of the Union, and in 1845 this took place. Tyler tried hard to be placed in the chair once more for a term of four years, but his hopes were vain, as Polk was to be the next to hold the reins of state. So he soon went home to find rest from his work. The last year of Tyler's rule, a great thing was found out by Samuel F. B. Morse. By the means of a wire, stretched from pole to pole, through the land, he could send words for miles and miles in a flash, quite as fast as it would take one to think of it. And soon from town to town we could hear what went on there in less than no time. On these wires, for the first time, was flashed the news that James Polk was to take the chair of state when Tyler left it. Tyler died in Richmond, Virginia, in January 1862. Daniel Webster died on the same day as Clay. He was at the head of the state at the time of Tyler and Harrison. He was a great man. He had not much chance to go to school when he was a boy, for he was poor. He did not go but for a few weeks, and showed none of the great gifts of speech for which he grew famed. He was so shy that he could not speak a piece in the school. He learned law, and when he made a speech, all wished to hear, for they knew he would bring much wealth of thought, as well as what he had gained in books, to bear on the theme. When his death was known, there was grief in the land for a great man gone. End of section nine.